SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Track. Thanks to the MoneyWeb team. They're back on Monday. Have a superb weekend. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll head live to Pretoria, where day two of the South African Senior National Athletics Championships are taking place. Manfred Seidley is our man on the ground there. We'll find out exactly uh, how things are looking and uh, get a live update. We'll also chat to Craig Ray about this weekend's Super Rugby action. We've seen one match concluded this weekend already, and we'll preview all the matches taking place tomorrow and Sunday. And then we'll also touch base uh, with Mamelodi Sundowns in Cape Town City ahead of uh, their African Continental football matches this weekend. That's all coming up on tonight's show. But let's start with uh, stories making news headlines. Clarence Munyai, just 20 years old, set a new South African national record today in the men's 200-meter event after he clocked a time of 19.69 seconds in the semi-finals of the national championships. It is the 10th fastest 200-meter time ever not just in south africa but across the globe so a fantastic performance from the youngster on to cricket now suspended proteas speedster kajisa rabada will have his appeal hearing with the icc on monday michael heron of new zealand's been appointed as the judicial commissioner for the hearing which will be held via video conference heron will have 48 hours to arrive at a decision once the hearing is complete that means if rabada's punishment is dropped from a level two to a level one offense after the appeal he will be able to play in thursday's third test against australia at newlands he will be represented by advocate Staying with news out of the Proteas camp, fast bowler Dale Staines made himself unavailable uh, for the test, uh, the third test due to injury. Elsewhere, leg spinner Mason Crane will miss the rest of England's tour to New Zealand because of a stress fracture in his lower back. He will be replaced by Somerset's Jack Leach. The first of the two-match test series starts uh, in Auckland on the 22nd of March. In other international cricket news, uh, T20 International Bangladesh are currently 116 for 5 after 15.3 overs against Sri Lanka. They are chasing 115, uh, 160 rather for victory. They need another 44 runs off uh, 26 balls with 5 wickets in hand. Meanwhile, Zimbabwe defeated uh, Ireland in their Super 6 match at the Harare Sports Club uh, by 107 runs. In the Sunfoil series, the Cape Cobras uh, reached stumps at 124 without loss. That after the Titans declared on 435 for nine in their first innings at Bullan Park in Pal in East London. No play possible on day two in the clash between the Warriors and the Knights. The Warriors still 77 for two. And uh, the Dolphins uh, have put some daylight between themselves and the Lions at the Wanderers. The Dolphins reached uh, stumps on day two on 318 for seven. That after they dismissed the Lions for 246 yesterday. That's a lead of 72 runs with three first innings wickets in hand. On to soccer, the UEFA Champions League quarterfinal draws being concluded. Juventus will host defending champions Real Madrid. Liverpool welcome Manchester City to Anfield, while Roma travel to Barcelona for the first leg. Sevilla will play Bayern Munich. The first leg clashes take place on the 3rd and 4th of April, with return legs a week later on the 10th and 11th. The draw for the Europa League was also done today. CSKA Moscow welcome Arsenal. Leipzig entertain Marseille. Sporting away to Atletico Madrid and Lazio host Salzburg. Salzburg. Bad news for Brazil. 
Uh, Atletico Madrid defender Philippe Luiz suffered a broken leg in the Europa League last night and he could miss the upcoming World Cup in Russia. Some live action to look forward to. You have some premiership this evening. Maritzburg United welcome Paula Quane City to the Harry Guala. In tennis news, Venus Williams swept aside Carlos Suarez Navarro 6-3-6-2 on a windy afternoon at the PNB Paribas to set up a semi-final against Russian Daria Kasatkina, who beat Angelique Kerber 6-love 6-2 earlier in the day. Williams was never seriously tested by the Spaniard, who converted just one of her seven breakpoint opportunities en route to her fourth consecutive loss to the American. The victory puts Williams back in the semi-finals at Indian Wells for the first time in 17 years. It's night and day from last year. I fought as hard as I could to uh, stay in the event and this year feels good to be here and to be healthy and to not have those worries and just be able to play and and lose because you just lost you know but hopefully I'll keep winning. And finally, in Super Rugby news, the Chiefs scored an unanswered 27 points in the second half, including two tries from Brody Retallick. They ended up defeating the Bulls 41-28 in Hamilton. Crusaders captain Sam Whitelock's been ruled out of their clash against the Highlanders at the Forsyth Bar tomorrow due to a concussion. Coming up next, we'll chat some athletics. SAFM Sports Wrap. Time to chat some athletics here on SAFM now. Day two of the South African Senior National Track and Field Championships taking place in Pretoria. Manfred Seidler is there once again. Manfred, welcome back onto SAFM Sport Trap. Uh, yesterday was an exciting day. Didn't know how we could top it, but uh, man, did Clarence Munyai deliver in the 200. He didn't only just deliver or top it. He absolutely destroyed anything that's to come. I think 19.69, I heard you speak about it in the news, and obviously the 10th fastest time ever. And that's just just insane. It really is a phenomenal performance. And I saw somebody tweeting... Not even the great Carl Lewis ever ran that fast. So that's, uh, yeah, that's quite a high accolade. And, and uh, yeah, he's only 20 years old. And, and you know, it, the world is basically his oyster. It, it's, the question now is, and he's raised it himself, is that how will he deal with the fact that he, he knows he's run so fast and the world knows he's run so fast and the world is now gunning for him. And he's asking himself, how is he going to deal with that? And uh, that's a very, very good question because we have seen an, uh, uh, Clarence in the past just a mere two weeks ago or ten days ago at that the, the first Liquid Athletics Telecom Grand Prix where he tensed up in the last 40 metres of the 200 and he was beaten to the line by Nasser Jobudwana. Um, in this case, there was no one chasing him. He, he ran completely free on his own. He had a fantastic bend, which is, of course, where the 200 metre is one, uh, usually won and lost. Um, and there was no one chasing him, so no reason to tense up, and then he just ran through, which was an unbelievable sight to see. But the question he raises, and I think a lot of us are asking the same question, is what will he do when he feels somebody breathing down his neck? What will he do when there's somebody chasing and he hears the the pitter-patter of the feet coming up against him? And unfortunately, history has shown he tenses up. That, that, I suppose, will come with maturity, but he's going to have to, at some stage, make a breakthrough where he doesn't tense up and he's able to win. Uh, a big race uh, with a fast time and once he's done that we can we'll see just how good he can really be but 
is a class athlete, Brad. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, and good signs, man. For you, you mentioned there's lots to work on, which is, <laughs> let's be honest, which is frightening. If, if <laughs> the, the youngster's running the times he's running now at 20, and there's still lots to work on. You, you look at the likes. I mean, we saw him in the country a week and a bit ago. Justin Gatlin, he's no spring chicken. Usain Bolt towards the end of his career also, not, yeah. not a youngster yeah. anymore. And they were just getting faster and faster. It, it, it boggles the mind what, what Clarence Munyai can do if, if, if he stays fit and healthy throughout his career. Yeah, absolutely, and you, and you nailed it. You hit the nail right on the head. Staying fit and healthy. Healthy is, is you ask an athlete at the beginning of every season, what is your target for the coming season? And the first thing they tell you is, I want to stay healthy. I want to stay injury-free because injuries always set you back. And Clarence is, is, is healthy. He's injury-free. He's had his troubles as well. And, and we see uh, Gift Leo Tlela, who just re- yesterday lost his uh, South African ju- uh, junior record. Um, you know, he's out this entire year with a stress fracture in his back. Um, and that, that sets you back, you know. So, I mean, ask Akani Simbini. Last year he had a, a, a hip problem and that, that, really, that really bothered him and it sets you back. So, yeah, staying healthy is absolutely vital. And you're quite right. If, if, if you're this age, you're 20, you know what you need to work on. And it, it's, it's quite scary what he can do. I mean, we, Usain Bolt has run 19.19 seconds, and not for a minute am I saying that, that uh, we can expect Clarence to run that. But if he's running 19.69 at the age of 20 and he's got stuff to work on, you know, 19.5, who knows, maybe even faster. So it, it's, it's a really it's a fascinating prospect indeed. And uh, I think special mention also needs to go today to Chris Hardham. So let's put this into perspective, Manfred. He he won his 23rd national title, consecutive national title today. Correct. He's been winning national titles in the hammer throw for longer than Clarence Munoz has been alive. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that. You beat me to the gun there. It's correct. Clarence Munoz wasn't even born yet when uh, Chris Hardham won his first uh, national title. And, and, and here's the other thing. he is He's 45 years old. So he's actually won more titles, or that doesn't. Last year it was 50 50, 22 uh, for 44, if that makes any sense. 44 years age, 22 titles. Now he's gone beyond the 50% mark, age versus titles. It, it is a frightening statistic. Um, I mean, take nothing away from Chris, but it does raise the question is how has he been able to, to win all the time? What is wrong with South African hammer throwing that they're not able to dethrone him? Um, you know, great performance, absolutely amazing, and, and I think that must be a world record for national titles. But um, the question again is, why is nobody rising to the occasion to, to beat him? He, he won with it, uh, a distance of 70.62 meters, and, and I'm sorry to say that's not the best in terms of hammer throwing. If the guys are not, not knocking 80 meters, they're not going to be competitive on the world stage. So, so Chris, absolutely incredible performance. But the big question is, why is it not coming from, you know, where's the next generation? Why are we not performing? Talking of next generation, uh, youngster in the high jump. Brayton Poole was in mm. action today as well. How did he go? Well, it was a great competition, but it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, he, uh, b- between himself and Chris Malay, of Chris, of course, won last year the national title. Um, and uh, they were going head to head. Brayton Poole was the first to, to go to clear 220. Um, and then uh, Chris Malaya was able to do it uh, uh, jump afterwards. So Chris, ha- on his third attempt, got over 220, whereas Brayton Poole on his second attempt. So at that stage, he was leading the competition. He failed at 223, and Chris Malaya went over at 223 to, to defend his title. But he's only 17. I mean, like Clarence Munya, the world is his oyster. 
He's 17 years old. He stands 1.71 meters in his socks. I mean, that's for a high jumper. That's 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 short. <laughs> He's got incredible bounce in his legs, and and he does say that you know that's a, it's obviously a huge advantage. And he mentioned a guy called Stefan Holm, uh, a Swedish uh, high jumper. He was also only 1.8 meters, but this guy won Olympics in 2004. He was the world championship silver medalist in 2003. He won four world indoor titles. So Brayton's going, hey, if this guy can do it, so can I. Um, huge prospect, exciting prospect. He's really gone 225 last year in November, and he's targeting 230 this year. So, you know, he's, he's an exciting, he's an exciting youngster, and it's good to see that it's not just sprints where the youngsters are beginning to come through. I mentioned it uh, uh, some time ago. Ryan Pashlele, 20 years old, got into the 1500 meters at the at the first Grand Prix in, in Ramsa, finished fourth, brought his PB down by three seconds, came to Pretoria or to Tux for the second Grand Prix. Finished second in the 3,000 meters, going under eight minutes. He's now in Algeria running uh, for South Africa at the African Cross Countries in the 10,000 meters. And the the, the uh, international agency, uh, Global Athletics, uh, which is run by Yosarmus, who looks after Kenanisa Bekele, Haley Gebrselassie, Joshua Cheptegei, who won the 3,000 meters, they were interested in him. They've really, they really contacted him to say, hey, how can we help you? So there's huge talent coming through in South Africa, and I haven't been this excited about the sport in a long time. It's a really great feeling, I have to tell you. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to have updates throughout the weekend here on SAFM. Make sure you stay tuned, Manfred Sider. Thank you very much for that update. Still to come tonight as well, 1,500 metres. And the women's, Casta uh, Semenya up against Dominique Scott-Erford. So my money's on Casta Semenya. She's just going to be way too strong. Casta uh, also ran in her 800-metre semi-final today. Cruise through that final taking place tomorrow night. So lots of athletics still to come. We've still got the long jumpers. Make sure you stay tuned to South Africa's news and information leader. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Time to chat some Super Rugby now. We've seen one match already this morning. And uh, sadly, I think for the Blue Bulls, uh, they, they looked pretty good. when Before they left on tour, we said that last week's game uh, against the Reds was probably going to be their best shot at a win. And they probably had a good chance to win it today. And in the end, they, they blew it. Craig Ray joins us now. Craig, if you look at the scoreline, not very flattering to the Bulls, but the Bulls were in control of that game for, for a large part of it. Yeah, I think the Chiefs only hit the front with a Damian McKenzie penalty late in the or about after, just after the hour mark. So that was the first time the Chiefs led, and you know the score blew out to uh, to forty one twenty eight, but it was thirty four twenty eight after the hooter sounded and the Bulls were trying to run the ball from their own try line to you know score the try that could win them the game, and they coughed it up and and the Chiefs scored another try to you know give the Bulls nothing from the game, which was probably a bit unfair. They deserved something from the game. They were very, the first half, they were fantastic. Scored four tries, led 28-14. Played some of the best rugby I've seen the Bulls play since the, you know, their 2010 Super Rugby winning days. Uh, you could just see John Mitchell's done a great, great job so far in terms of giving the players belief in terms of their willingness to play rugby, keep the ball in hand, pass the ball out of contact, you know, look for a runner. And Jesse Creel had an absolute blinder. I've never seen, you know, he's, he's never really impressed me. He's got all the skills. He's big, he's fast, he's, but he's never really looked like, you know, he has the, the skills to match that sort of athleticism. And today, again, he proved that he ran beautiful lines, through beautiful passes, puts players into space, soft hands, you know, made his tackles. He, he was really impressive. And I think, you know, John Mitchell, what we've seen, Bulls, Bulls fans will be disappointed at the result, and they should be. But I think they should be encouraged by what they're seeing. And I know we shouldn't be celebrating losses, but 
South African side seldom win in New Zealand. And I think seldom have we seen the New Zealand side made to look so ordinary as they were in that first 40 minutes. On that match, though, as well, Kunrad van Vieren lucky, I think, uh, to escape an on-field red. But uh, with the, the, the sort of post-match uh, scrutiny and, and uh, sort of citing commissions, uh, he looks like he's going to be in some big trouble. Yeah, I mean, a big swinging arm, head-high aim at Damien McKenzie. He was lucky and he you know, caught him at a glance. But the referee, the Japanese referee, I must say, didn't have a great game. I mean, he disallowed what I think was a perfectly good Embrose Papier try for the Bulls when they actually led 28-26 and that would have really blown it open for the Bulls. It was a crucial disallowed try. Um, you know, he said uh, that Warwick Kalanti made the line break to set up the try um, benefited from Lert de Yaga obstructing Brody Ritalik who was coming across to tackle him. On replay, you could argue that that wasn't the case. But So, yeah, the, the Bulls were unlucky there but very lucky that Conrad from Fieren didn't get a red Although he did get a yellow card and he was off, you know, it happened in about the 65th minute. So he only um, yeah, was back for the final five minutes of the game. And, and it was a crucial the time because the Chiefs scored the try that took them out to 34-28 in front while he was off the field. Looking ahead to tomorrow, the last couple of weeks we've spoken about the first game on a Saturday. And uh, I think tomorrow we're in for another humding under the roof at the Forsyth Bar. The Highlanders up against the Crusaders. Yeah, what a game, isn't it? I mean, yeah, you just sit back and, and slack jawed wonder at watching these New Zealand games. And Well, we can all enjoy it tomorrow morning, and uh, I, I don't want to pick a winner there. You, you know, The Crusaders did lose last weekend. The Highlanders looked good against the Stormers. Um, tough one to call. Maybe the Highlanders at home, but uh, it'll be fun either way. Then three South African sides uh, up. Back-to-back, the Sharks are away against the Brumbies. Uh, the Storm is at home against the Blues, and the Lions host the Sunwolves. The Sharks on the roads, they'll fancy their chances. They've been pretty good so far this season, I think. Well, they, you know, they got their win last week, fortunately, which got them on a roll, and it was timely. timely. Um, the Brumbies struggling this season. They haven't looked too good either, have they? So, yeah, big opportunity for the Sharks. We say it every week. The South African sides have got to win their games in Australia. They're going to win games on the road because... Yeah, as much as we hope that they're going to win in New Zealand, it is nothing more than that. It's hope. Uh, whereas they've got a good chance in Australia, and I think the Sharks have got as good a chance as any to win this one. Storm is going to have their hands full tomorrow at Newlands? Well, I, I mean, if they can even put a team on the field at the moment. The Storm, <laughs> yeah, they, everyone's sick, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, you know, they, they've got six guys down with flu. Robbie Fleck yesterday was saying that he doesn't know if they'll make it. They're going to give them till, to this evening, essentially to prove their fitness. And even then, you know, none of these guys have trained all week. I mean, you know what it's like when you have flu. You get off, you feel you know, you're over the flu, but you don't feel 100%. It sapped you quite a bit of energy over the, you know, and it seems like it's a very aggressive strain of flu. So Fleck named the team on Thursday, but he reckons that there might be five different players running out. So, yeah, they certainly have their hands full. They've come off three losses on two, two pretty heavy defeats in New Zealand. They're up against a Blues team that's really on the up and up. And, you know, what a Difficult time for the Stormers to, to have all this illness in their camp. And uh, it's going to take a monumental effort, I think, for the home team to get anything out of this game. And I don't even know who's going to start. I mean, we joked that, to Fleck that maybe, Robbie, you're going to put your kit back on and play for the Stormers. Because <laughs> uh, you know, he's got centers out and um, you know, he kind of half laughed and I don't know, half cried. Because uh, it, it's tough times if you the Stormers and Robbie Fleck at the moment. 
Well, I'm available tomorrow afternoon. Got no plans, and I'm fairly healthy right now. So uh, if if he does need help, I'm I'm available. Uh, and then the Might the Lions, it, <laughs> a nice nice athletic lock forward. I don't know about athletic, but uh, I'm probably tall enough to be a lock. Craig, the Lions, they'll be bitterly disappointed and kicking themselves about their loss last week. Uh, the Sun, I don't want to say it, the Sun Wolves at home, they, they should walk this one, but they were also their own worst enemy last week. They should walk it, you're right, and they were their own last enemy last week. 28-10 up with less than a quarter of the match to go, and they ended up losing it. So, yeah, uh, you know, the Lions shouldn't lose this one against the Sun Wolves. I think the Sun Wolves might be in for a bit of a backlash from the Lions. It could get ugly for them, I'm afraid. I think the Lions would have spent the whole week brooding over what was a game that got away, and uh, you know the Sun Wolves are going to be the recipients of the backlash. So, fun game if you're a Lions fan. I think not so fun if you're a Sun Wolves fan. Absolutely. And the final game for tomorrow sees the Reds away to the Jaguars, and then there's a Sunday game as well. The Waratahs up against the Rebel. Uh, not as glitzy and glamorous, I think, as the the Kiwi derbies, but uh, that should be a pretty decent game as well. I think. Yeah, the Rebels have done well. And, you know, Dave Vessel, the South African coach of the Rebels, who was the Western Force coach, he's done a great job so far. They play some decent rugby. they you know, got some good young players coming through. And the Waratahs, of course, are, are you know sprinkled with stardust, if you think of Israel Folau and Kirkie Deal and uh, Michael Hooper, some, some really good players in their squad. So it could be a fun game to watch if you've got nothing better to do on a Sunday morning. Absolutely. Craig Ray, thank you very much uh, for that. Enjoy the regular this weekend, and uh, we look forward to your coverage tomorrow afternoon on SAFM Sports Wrap. Thanks for your time today. Thanks a lot, Brad. Chat to you soon. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, on to some soccer now before we wrap things up. Mamelodi Sundown striker Percy Taus compared their CAF Champions League opponents, Rayon Sports, to Kaiser Chiefs. The Brazilians do battle with the Rwandan team for in the first round second leg clash at Loftus Fashfeld in Pretoria on Sunday. The two teams played to a goalless draw in Wanda two weeks ago. Taus says their opponents are tricky. I look, it's going to be a difficult game. They, they also have a chance to go through. But we'll we'll do our best. We 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 know what we did wrong in the first league, which was scoring goals. We didn't score goals, and then I will try and improve on that. And and we'll love to stay in the Champions League. Difficult to compare them to any PSL team, but um, the the strong they've got a, they've got good players, and then they also they also play the system that Chiefs plays, so we we used to that system. But then, yeah, well, it's difficult to compare them to any team in the PSL because the PSL has grown so much and then a lot of teams are doing really well in the PSL. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they'll compete, but they are a good team. But I don't know where they'll end up on the lot. That's the thing, yeah. They might win a few games. They, they might win a few games. Yeah, they might win. We don't know where they end up on the league, but then they are a good side. Sundowns have been preparing for the crucial match without their head coach, Pizzo Mosemani, who's away in Morocco attending a pro-licensed coaching course. Mosemani will be back for the Sunday match. Tao says their preparations have not been affected. Yeah, look, our assistant coach is a coach also. He's also head coach. So things have been good. And now we, we're just working a lot hard on a few things that we did wrong, like I say, in, in Rwanda. But in, hopefully in this game, having the coach back, some experience, few knowledge. Yeah, well, we'll be happy to have him back. When when times are like this, at the end of the season, you always don't feel fresh. But and we we have so many success waiting for us, and we just want to keep on going. 
we just wanna keep on going. We we sing light and hopefully at the end of the season we'll we'll celebrate. The Brazilians have struggled at home mostly in the previous two campaigns, but excelled away from home. Tao's hoping that'll change in this campaign. It's always difficult to play at home. They also lo- they also drew to us away, so it's always difficult. But um, we, as long as we don't lose, we always see an edge to to win. Because sometimes we go away and we win the, that game or we draw. But in uh, it's just it's just a record that we have at home. But now uh, hopefully this season will be much better. I think that the time we won it were much better at home. Only last season where we didn't do so well. The former champions were underdogs when they won the competition two years ago. Not many people gave them a chance during that campaign, but they are one of the favourites to win it this year due to their pedigree over the last two seasons. Tao says there's always pressure to win. The pressure is always there. And then we we enjoy the pressure. It gives us boost to, to play our games because what will be football without pressure? And then in terms of our records also, it, it, it always gives us, as you say, we need to better what we did the, the previous season. And then the pressure that we have now is to do better than what we did when we lost to to experience away. So we all we'll love to, be, to do much better than that. We don't want to lose a game. Meanwhile, Cape Town City will look to qualify for the CAF Confederation Cup playoff round on Sunday too when their host Mozambique's Costa do Sol at the Athlone Stadium. City lead 1-0 after winning the first leg in Mozambique just over a week ago and victory on Sunday will see Benny McCarthy's team just one round away from the group stages. McCarthy says he's just happy that the team is winning again after going through a bad run in February. He says the feeling you have when you're winning and is all the motivation the team needs ahead of the game. I don't think it will be difficult. I think it's just now a question of drilling it into them that because they were pretty miserable, myself included. I didn't go nowhere. I didn't want to show my face nowhere because we had a four on the trot loss. So, yeah, it's it's awful taste, you know. And now that they're winning again, now everybody is say, they're showing muscles and they're out and about and people, hey, can I have a selfie for Instagram? So now they're getting that feeling and that's the feeling that I always want them to have. I don't want players to shy away from the public. I want players to go out because they do, they do the most difficult job that you probably can find out there. You play every single weekend, sometimes midday, midweek. You play in front of this crowd, the pressure that comes with it to having to be able to perform every time you play in front of a crowd like that, that's no joke. That's no joke. So you, you need a big heart to do that, you know? So I think, so when you do, when you do, when you do, do well, then of course you want to be, you want to be seen and you want to be loved and you want to be appreciated because Sometimes you don't get the best of response from the fans. You know, so, so it's not nice feeling for players So when, when you're winning. So those kind of feelings, I want them to have it every single game, after every single game. And, and, and that's how I try and motivate them to continue to win, whether it's against Mozambican side in the CAF, whether it's against Pirates, whether it's against Bloom Celtic, whether it's against Chippa, whether it's against... Whoever we get, you know.
After beating Orlando Pirates midweek in the Ned Bank Cup quarterfinals, McCarthy says he wants the team to continue their winning streak. Make sure you look out for that Sunday. Uh, should be a fantastic match. Uh, and then also the Mamelodi Sundowns uh, clash as well. And that's it for this week on SAFM Sports Chat. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a fantastic sporting week. A big one coming up next week as well with Kahisa Rabada's uh, disciplinary hearing, or appeal rather, happening on Monday. We'll give you all the details uh, as soon as we find out. Lots of sport to look forward to on SAFM Sports special with John Carricker Saturday and Sunday afternoon we'll have rugby action for you PSL action as well as uh, live action from the South African National Athletics Championships with Manfred Seidler from myself and my team in Johannesburg have yourself a superb weekend the Friday edition is up next but first it is seven o'clock and time for your news